Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here, who's uh, Editorial Director at PR Week, and uh, here with the second show of the year. We're off and running. We're at the races. And we've got Doug Simon here, who's the CEO of DS Simon Media. And I think you're celebrating your 35th anniversary in the business, Doug. Um, That's true. Coffee break. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? And thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And so satellite media tours are kind of your speciality. And you, as, yeah. like I said, you've been at it for decades. So first of all, tell us how the, the media tour has evolved over those years. You know, give us an, an example of, of what you were doing when you started out in the 90s and, and how it's evolved to now. Sure. Well, to your point, the first media tour we did was in the 90s. It was actually for the United Negro College Fund with Lou Rawls as the spokesperson. Oh, wow. And the way it worked there was you would bring your... Was it a lovely day? It, it was really great. And I still oh, it was have... with us. Sorry. Okay. Wrong thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I probably needed more coffee to be yeah, up to yeah, speed yeah. on that one. But I still have a signed picture, autographed picture of Lou Rawls that he gave to me after the segment from that one. But the key then was you needed to be at a studio that had you know millions of dollars worth of production equipment, or you needed to have a satellite truck come to you for the transmission. And the pandemic changed that, and it changed the way stations want to get material and get information. So it's actually made it much easier for a spokesperson to be interviewed on TV stations across the country. That's one of the biggest changes. Yeah, we've seen that, haven't we? We've seen the reporters on Zoom or or other programs. We've seen the interviewees on it. We've seen, frankly, quality in some cases you wouldn't ever have had on a, a national especially cable station but but it has uh, proven that it, the value of of the media tour and i think you your business grew 80 percent last year which is pretty incredible yep. well that's over the last three years total last three years, year was 35 percent, right. but still that's quite unexpected that's, 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 that's pretty good going yeah we had a 15 percent increase before the pandemic here obviously there was a transition in 2020 but then it really took off and i think a key reason was that it was more important than ever for brands to have their own spokespeople on television sharing information there was also a greater interest among journalists to get that information out to their viewers their job became more important they literally saw it as life and death and wanted to know and communicate what was going on so it became really important for the brands to be out there so give us a couple of anecdotes about the last couple of years and how it's how you've got through it and how you've made these effective, because I can imagine maybe often you would have uh, a representative come to your facility uh, in New right. York or wherever, whereas now, well, obviously during that time, and especially in 2020, they weren't able to do that. So they were having to dial in from home or uh, and the reporters were at home. So give us a couple of anecdotes about how it changed and and also maybe some notable ones that you can think of. Sure. It, it's changed pretty dramatically to your point. And of course, we made at the time, it seemed like a good investment to build our own studio. That's used less now. But the control room and broadcast center is used much more. And one of the things that's changed is how stations want to get the signal. It used to be all satellite or record it and send them a videotape or file after the fact. 
Now many stations use proprietary software that they want you to connect with. Some want it to be Zoom to Zoom. We even have a station that we work with where their reporter dials into us via Zoom. We actually edit the segment while it's being produced and send them the file of the already produced segment. So it's completely changed how it's being done. And what were the biggest challenges over that period? Because it was a crazy time, wasn't it? And, uh, it, you know. it, it was. So, you know, when it hit the fan, you know, and really closed down and realized this wasn't just something about our team wearing masks when they were in the studio around people. We had our engineers come in. It was the Monday after the NBA had shut down and reconfigure our control room to be able to handle signals that were coming in from elsewhere and still be able to transmit them. So, you know, kudos to my team. They did an amazing job. We now have two control rooms because of the growth that we've seen to be able to double our capacity. But the key thing was, you know, the realization that you could do good quality. People in public who consume media, consume broadcast, saw that these interviews were being done this way and it was okay. So the idea is if you can perfect it to maximize the quality of the look, it's going to look great compared to what other interviews are going on on TV. That's how you set the shot. Like you've done a great job with your background. You know, I have my background that I use for interviews and conversations. It makes a huge difference, but it was easier to pitch stations. One anecdote that was interesting, just got a note from one of my media bookers today is that there are a number of stations that couldn't do interviews previously because they didn't have the staff on site to take in a satellite feed or say in a mid-sized or larger station. Now there are many more stations that we're booking with that never booked before. We had a booking with KABC in Los Angeles over the weekend, which you would almost never book that kind of station. It's also possible in addition to the actual tour, which is typically concentrated within a five hour window, you can do off-tour interviews more easily. I know I'll break it up, give you a chance to jump in as well. Yeah, so what percentage of the media owners you're dealing with are radio versus TV versus others? Because everyone's doing broadcast now, aren't they? So just talk sure. us through that a bit and how that's... So for the typical media tour, it'll be about 70 to 75% TV with the other balance being radio. There are some clients that specify TV only. Some will do... We have a job we were doing today where we did separate TV only and radio only media tours so they could increase the number of bookings. And, you know, we've really seen an increase from survey data that we have. 92% of TV stations are open to interviewing a brand spokesperson. And that's among the highest numbers we've ever seen. Interestingly, 85% of them plan to continue using Zoom even after the pandemic ends. It's working for them and it's flexible for them. So that makes a big difference. And I want to get into in a moment, the importance of the client, the PR person still being able to be connected to the interview process, because that's a big concern. If you're a PR person, and you don't know what your spokesperson is doing and saying, and you have to wait, fingers crossed, to see what ends up on the air. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's a good point. Because um, in some platforms, you can't have a PR person on there because they, they'll be part of the show or they might interfere with it. Right. With your platform, you can have the PR people in the feed, but not in the actual show. And then they can chat to their, their CEO or whoever it is in between interviews and uh, give them tips or prep yeah. them for the next one. Yeah. 
Exactly. And we call it a virtual green room. And it's set up through a separate Zoom where we feed both the station questions and the spokesperson's answers, any B-roll visuals that are being rolled in live so they can be seen. But it's not the main feed. So even if people talk, it won't be on the broadcast show. And then between segments, we can open up their microphones if they want to make a comment, brief them for the next interview. Of course, our producer has that information to brief them as well, especially if it's a quick turnaround one after the other. But there is that chance for that interaction and viewing. So I think one of the other reasons for the growth, apart from additional station acceptance of the format, the greater need to communicate, is the ease. You used to have to travel people, agency people were going to the studio, the talent had to get up an hour and a half earlier. Now we do a tech test a couple of days before the tour to make sure everything is good, can send a camera person to the person's location if they're comfortable from a safety perspective. All the clients, PR people can jump on and off as need be without wasting a whole day of time. It's more efficient and it's more effective. Do you think the days of, say, bringing your CEO to New York and touring them around the media stations, I get that's not over, is it? But do you think that will happen less because actually the CEO can maximize their time more? It will. And I think we're going to see more briefings being done using this technology as well, because the schedule can be completely flexible. All the information can be delivered. You know, obviously there can be desk sites, but just imagine if you'd planned a whole desk side presentation earlier in the year, or the example of the consumer electronics trade show, suddenly a new wave of the pandemic hits, everyone's plans change, you put all this money into it, and you're not getting the full value. So I think as you've seen across business, a lot of more business is being done through these connected programs like Zoom. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because CES obviously is is much reduced in person. Uh, the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference in San Francisco is, has gone virtual. Davos is virtual. Who knows what's going to happen, you know, in, in the yeah. year. So uh, has that been a good pickup for business for you? And have you been able to pivot and help out companies who are now operating remotely? We have for, you know, a major trade show in the home building area. Um, we worked setting up virtual interviews. And one of the things that's really neat about this, and forgive me for using such a dated term, I might hear about that, don't yell at me <laughs> for, for saying that, is they could have 22 regional spokespeople participate in a satellite tour just by having different connections going one to one. So we're able to match up the spokesperson with the appropriate region, appropriate market, when doing this in the previous age would have been just absurd financially. It would have you know, multiplied it by a factor of five or 10. Now you can still do it within the same cost parameters. So that's made a huge difference and opened up opportunities for more regional tours or state targeted tours. A lot that we're doing in the healthcare arena are able to focus where they have specific you know, needs and locations in a given state. Yeah, and I guess the big question is, is this going to carry on after the, you know, hopefully we'll get to the end of this pandemic one, one year. Um, but I think you've done some survey, you've got some survey yeah. data, you know, which um, talks about what's going to happen after that, as well as what's yeah. been happening over the past year. Sure. Well, 85% of stations said they're continuing to use Zoom after that. And I had some numbers just to give you the 53% of communicators increased their use of SMTs from 2020 to 2021. 47% will increase it this year as well. 
50% will maintain the same, only 3% will reduce it. And furthermore, let's see, we had, of those who increased it last year, 56% are gonna maintain that level, 39% are gonna increase it, even though they increased it last year, only 5% plan on reducing their use. So the brands really are seeing the effectiveness and value. That's also changed from who watches local TV news. It's gotten younger, much more diverse. People who work from home, 64% of them, according to Nielsen, watch local TV news on a weekly basis. So you're getting this new audience that you didn't have access to before. In fact, local TV news, there are more people who watch it cumulatively than watch all the cable networks combined or all the broadcast network news shows combined. And another really interesting piece of this is the value of being out there on TV for internal communications. You know, they used to be completely different separate silos, external and internal, everything's starting to merge. But if you've got your brand spokesperson, which is in the which is the trend, someone who works for the company, going on TV in a market where you've got employees, they're communicating a message, they're saying that publicly. They're not just saying it behind closed doors. That carries a huge amount of weight. And many of our clients will take the highlights of the interviews, use that, have a sizzle reel to share on their internal network. So it's very powerful. Yeah, I think we've all had more screens on in the background, haven't we? Um, <laughs> We're talking on uh, January 6th, and that obviously was a crazy day last year. Oh. And we all were back to back. Just to finish, media is changing, right? There's, yep. uh, it's revolution rather than evolution. We've, we saw Ben Smith and Justin Smith from The Times and Bloomberg. They're leaving their posts, and they're going to set up their own media outlet. We've got outlets like The Information, like Puck. We've got Wired totally revamping. To your point about local news, Axios is really going all in on its um, local operations. How are you engaging with all these? And there's, there's lots of sub stackers out there, very senior journalists. Are you engaging with those folks at all in terms of uh, the media tools you're putting on? Yeah, we are. And it's very story specific. I mentioned the pitch we had to KABC and others. You know, one of the areas that we're adding staff, we have our own internal media team is building up that staff so we can look at these alternate forms of media and integrate them within the satellite media tour. They won't necessarily replace the TV portion, but they can be a supplement to what would be the radio hits in the old days can now be, you know, podcast hits, et cetera, and finding those niche audiences to really grow the value of the campaigns. Okay, so, uh, well, what's the one thing, just to finish, that you, you think is going to happen in 2022 that uh, I know it's difficult to predict in these crazy times, but that's going to, ha you know, happen in your world? So, you know, in our world, and I guess from the data of the increase, we're going to see an increase of business and going to have to manage that. I think we're going to have to, you know, work with clients to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward when they do this. I think another thing that'll be a big trend, and this is advice piece that I alluded to earlier, separate from doing business with us, is really go through and determine who their spokespeople are and are they set up that in 15 minutes you could have them on TV doing an interview on the news? Because the one-off opportunities are still going to be there as things change. You're definitely going to need someone like us if you're trying to do 25 hits for a campaign. But you need to really be prepared to do those one-offs, two-offs on breaking news to maximize your opportunity for success using the media in this changing world. 
All right, well, sounds like good good times ahead, Doug. Great to catch yep. up with you on Coffee Thanks, Break. Steve. And uh, here's all the best to you for 2022. Thanks. And maybe next time I'll be back in the office and have my branded mug. Hope so. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.